Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andrew, uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. Hello again, everybody. It's time for the Wrestling with the Willies podcast. I'm here joined with Jeremy. We're going to start doing something different where we're going to start talking about uh, the AEW Dynamite uh, show. Now, now that I, I, I finally decided to start watching it, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's it called? It seemed like it started off good anyway. So, I, I well, guess it's funny we decided to do this, and this week's was like the Jericho thirty-year anniversary show. Yeah, so, like, that's why I thought that was funny. I was like, oh well, I guess that's a good place to start as any. Uh, but like, yeah, that's the main thing about AEW to me because I've been watching AEW Dark for uh, I don't know, since it's has started and coming on, really. And I thought it was an inventive thing because they do NWA on mostly YouTube and stuff, and I think they do like pay per views. That's mostly what I was watching around the same time, and uh, but like. Supposedly, they're making AEW Dark into their own show, supposedly on TNT, but I don't know for sure. They haven't, like, actually done it yet. They might turn it into, like, a Thunder type thing, but whatever. But uh, that's one thing that I like about their shows is that they try to make their stuff more legitimate in a way, or at least have higher stakes in their matches than WWE does. Like the and and it was cool showing the 30th anniversary stuff. It would have been cool if they would have talked about some of the WWE stuff, but I'm sure that he he couldn't. They had to work around it, right? So they had to talk yeah, about would, stuff mostly on AEW. Yeah, more than likely he was prohibited from bringing that in. Yeah, they would probably be like, "No, we're not going to show that on your stuff," and they couldn't have just even talked about it. I'm sure, but uh, once again, so. It kind of is a little bit lackluster there, knowing that they can't like go through everything. When if he was in WWE, he would fucking do that shit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, still, it was um, pretty cool. And uh, but anyway, the first match was uh, Will Hobbs versus Brian Cage, and I've seen Brian Cage a few times before, like in Lucha Underground and stuff, and. I liked his work in Lucha Underground. He and his stuff is kind of weird in Lucha Underground. They used to have him wear a glove that would like uh, add extra power or some shit to him, make him, but it would suck <laughs> the life out of him or some shit. It was real weird. It's real weird. <clears throat> but anyway, so like when I was watching him on there, I was like, "Holy fuck, this dude's huge." Well, then I heard good things about Will Hobbs, too. Like, uh, I forgot who I was talking to that they were talking about that they were super high on Will Hobbs. I think it was the Friendoverse Facebook group that I have. Uh, somebody was talking about that they knew him or something, and then they were like, yeah, my boy, Will Hobbs is in there. But this was a definite Hoss match, though. Like, they whooped the shit out of each other for, I don't know, probably about 10, 15 minutes, maybe. Uh, it's hard for me to keep track of like how long the match. It was goes. something like that. I mean, the whole episode was two hours, and there was a lot that actually happened in the two hours. So, yeah, but yeah, so it was about fifteen twenty minutes. It was somewhere around there. I didn't time it exactly either. But um, the FTW title is that a made up one by Taz? Is that what? Well, the, the FTW. 
The FPW title was a legit title that he came out with when he was in an ECW. And I think if I got it correctly, I think it was like him trying to go for the ECW belt or something. And then he made it or something. And then he defended it against the strongest people pretty much or whooped the shit out of everybody. And so they pretty much made it into like the most legit championship that they made. But I don't know, like, if he was the only one that had it, if it went to other people or not. But uh, supposedly, uh, from what I hear, is that it was a legit title that Taz had. I think he mentioned it in the episode, but it was just like, where did that come from? And I think he kind of said that he made it. But um, I never read it previously because, you know, I've been watching this a little bit more than you. But I never yeah. like looked into what the FTW title was. So this was a well. I only Brian remember Cage. Brian Cage won the match. Well, I mean, this was like his first or second defense or something like that. Well, then at the end, though, he hasn't Taz, defended it many. Times. Taz wanted him to come join Team Taz, and then uh, Darby Allen came out. Yeah, it looks like they're building up a feud between them two, uh, which Ricky Starks is fucking awesome, too. I watched the last week's episode. That was, like, the first one, like, the first legit one that I watched in that match with him and Darby Allen. Whoo! Yeah, Darby well, Allen's like, one Dar- of my favorites, so... Dar- Dar- Darby any- Allen is, like... Derby Allen is like legit, like uh, G- uh, Jeff Hardy now. And it's like he does the same type of shit, like takes the same kind of risks. The only difference is, is that he uses skateboards and shit into his stuff. Yeah, like the one where they showed in the uh, in the package where they threw thumbtacks in the body bag, threw yeah. Darby Allen in it, and he flung him over the stage. I was like, yeah. oh. I definitely would not have liked that at all. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. I would have legit been like, no, I don't think I need this. But I mean, like, that's why no matter what, that I don't think that they're ever going to push him as a heel. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how they would be able to push him as a heel. But anyway, this and this match was cool, and I liked the way that they did it at the end. Kind of yeah. mirrored how, uh, what's it called? As I'm watching, they did something. The only crazy uh, part is a lot of the oh, matches yeah, it was are the not just business on Raw. Yeah, not only yeah, it's not only it's like the standard ending, you know, where somebody botches a move and then the guy finishes it. Like he went for the frog splash and then he did the uh, whatever his move is. Um, it was that like suplex looking thing where he flips them around. I don't know what it's called. Oh, yeah. But, I, I can't. Yeah, I don't remember it either. <laughs> I, was, I was surprised to see him pull off a Brock Lesnar move. He did the F5 like halfway through it. Oh, yeah. There, but, there was another dude that I saw did the F5, but he did like a way like uh, somebody on the Indies. I just forgot who. But I was like, holy shit. And he like really flings them too. But uh, and may- maybe I don't know. I don't. I would have to remember it anyway. Yeah. But there's so many damn wrestlers now. It's hard for you to keep track. Oh, I know. Them, like with this, like I said, <laughs> at the end of this match, I tried to recruit Will Hobbs to Team Taz. Uh, and uh, yeah, and that's what I was saying. It kind of like mirrored what the Hurt Business did on Raw. With, yeah. Uh, uh, with Ricochet or whatever. Which kind of goes back into like what I was thinking about them, where Apollo Crews uh, and Ricochet team with the Hurt Business out of taking down Retribution. But anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah. But this was a cool match anyway. I don't think we should really do ratings on some of these matches anyway. No, I think we should just talk about what happened in the episode. And then, you know, the did you remember the videos that happened in between? Oh, what? Where they were talking about how, how Jericho, Jericho so like, about his thirty slashed, year thing. Slash did one in this. Yeah, it was part. a bunch of people. It was like Kevin Dennis, Smith and Dennis Gene Simmons. Yeah, Dennis Miller and Hiroshi Monatashi. Monatashi, I think. Yeah, and then Ted Irvine and Bully Ray were in the first little bucket. Yeah, they did a lot. They did like Steel Panther was in one. 
And uh, once again, Gene Simmons came off like kind of like a douche anyway. Yeah, when he said <laughs> like, the thing about, I can't yeah. believe they had Ultimo Dragon on it though. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was funny like, how they what? they mixed his heavy metal life with wrestling because they had. Well, and then I don't know what Shaq was on there for, but then yeah, I know, you know he, he must know him like personally or something. And then That's Don Don Callis and Lars Ulrich, and then DDP. Yeah, which you know that any of the old legit like either WCW or WWE guys would end up talking. Oh, I know, about but some of them didn't anyway. make much sense. Like Eli Roth, I was like, well, what the hell? But um, yeah, anyway. unless that Eli Roth like had him in a movie once or something. I yeah, know that, that, that could, Chris Jericho's that could be. I didn't even think before, about that, but I know he's acted before. I think, but like I don't know about like how well of his movies are. But well, then after that first bucket of uh, videos, and they, you know, of course they had the Lance Archer promo for the uh, the match next week with Mox. Oh yeah, I would have thought they would have waited. Uh, a little bit longer for this match, but uh, I loved the promo. I thought that Lance Archer was cool. How they were talking about how the, the uh, their New Japan match, how they're like it's going to be a different version of it, and this and that. One thing that I was like super psyched for though, like uh, is the part I don't remember if it was after this. I think it might have been after the Cody one. But like when they were talking about the tag tournament or the singles tournament for the title, but the Lance Archer uh, promo was cool. I I think that it makes sense with what they say and like how he's like everybody dies. But I actually liked the John Moxley one better. Yeah, because I like how he's like I don't care if who wins or who loses. You know, like the, what he was saying on there. I thought that was a cool little promo mm-hmm. that he was saying. But uh, uh, and which is different from for John Moxley, mostly because I'm so used to hearing his promos from WWE. So now, whenever I hear him talk, I'm like, okay, he feels more legit to me now, like as his character, you know. Well, yeah, he was in a bar. Are you talking about John Moxley's promo or Lance Archer's? You're talking about Moxley's, right? Uh, the the Moxley's one, okay. yeah. Like I liked Lance Archer's. Because I've seen him when he was in New Japan, when he was in, what's it called? Something Death Squad. Something Death Squad. I can't remember. It's a tag team with him and Davey Hart Jr. Or David Davey Hart Smith Jr., whatever. Uh, British Bulldogs kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that's their tag team when they were in New Japan. I don't know if he's still going to be in New Japan or not, but like I'm assuming... I haven't seen them do a whole lot of wrestling out there. I mean, I think they did Dominion or something where Evil won the belt. But anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Yeah. But uh, well, after Lance Archer's promo, then it was the Hybrid Two versus FTR for the tag team belts. And you could tell that they were trying to like highlight the Hybrid Two. Yeah, but what does FTR stand for? Does it stand for well? Okay, I'll I'll explain it because you didn't you don't watch being the lead and stuff. So ages ago, like I think it was at least like three or four years ago, when Revival was getting hot with DIY and uh, Authors of Pain and all that, when they were doing those takeover matches, uh, everybody was telling the Young Bucks practically to wrestle the Revival. So eventually, they turned it into a thing on being the elite, where they used to say FTR, where essentially it meant "fuck the revival." That's what I thought. It, or they kind of—that's what I thought it meant. But it I, open. but I, but I, yeah, they kind of left it open that like they didn't really explain what it was. They would just kind of said FTR, and then eventually they got huge pops of it whenever they were wrestling and stuff like that. But then later on. That was around the time when Revival came out with t-shirts that said FTR, and it was like forever the Revival. So I guess whenever they were trying to uh, come up with names when they were leaving, they were talking about like whatever, and they stuck on FTR, which makes sense. I don't know. I'm like, I think they kind of like said what they were going to name it or something at one point for their t-shirt name or whatever, but I don't. 
if anything, it could still mean like forever the revival in their standpoint, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It, it could mean that still. But this match, it wasn't that great for me when I watched it. Well, to <clears> me, <throat> I really like Angelico and Jack Evans, right? But also at the same time, it's like Jack Evans, like, especially when he was on the Indies, he used to botch a lot. Like a lot, mostly because his style, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's a very high flyer that does inventive shit a lot of the time. Like there was one time where I saw like a cage match with him and I forgot who. It was like a bunch of people. It was like an old Ring of Honor show that I, I found at like a store, like a DVD or something. And th- it was like a cage match, but it was like a triple tag team match with Jack Evans and like a uh, a bunch of other people, but he did like this huge moonsault, and he kind of did like a reverse 630 Phoenix Splash type move, mm. and he almost killed himself, because it looked like they almost didn't catch him. <laughs> so, like, a- ever since then, I've seen, like, most of his stuff, like, he botches a, a lot. I mean, his-, his stuff is inventive, because not that many people do a lot of the stuff that he does. Like, he does he kind of like blends his acrobatic style, right? Like he does like a bunch of break dancing and stuff like that. So he builds that into his uh, moveset, which is understandable. And then in Helico was huge. I think they were both around at the same time when they were in Lucha Underground. And I just remember seeing so many moves that in Helico did. It was mostly all high flying stuff. Like, he would jump off of stuff and fling himself out off of roofs and all sorts of stuff. But, like, I'm, like, watching their matches, but it's not, like, my favorite. Yeah, that's how it was for me, watching the episode. This was the one that I... Well, besides the the big, swole Serena Deeb match later, but... um, Yeah. I mean, like, FDR is always good, though. Like, I've yeah, seen but them, the problem like, was, I, I think it was what you said. The other team kind of detaches it. It kind of sent me in a different direction watching that match. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's always with Hyper 2 for me. Like, I really like them, especially, like, I, I remember one of them was AEW Dork, and it was, like, uh, Jack Evans versus Kenny Omega. And they did some sort of move that he completely whiffed. Like, I don't remember what it was. I think it was supposed to be like a Spanish fly or something, and he missed. But they're not and as And then bad, they had to make up for it. Hybrid 2 is not as bad as that one group was. I don't remember. Me and you had a conversation about it. It's like, I can't remember the name, but it's like Party something. Oh, private, private party! Yeah, private party. <laughs> I watched them one See, time, and they, they just look like they're trying too hard. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I, I I kind of agree with that. I mean, I like them, but also at the same time, I think they do try like a lot of moves that they don't necessarily have to. But the uh, one thing for sure, last week's episode where Chris Jericho went, I think it was that last week's where he went against Mark, no, not Mark Quinn, but the other guy from Private Party. He made him look good. <laughs> he was selling like, because he pretty much beat up Chris Jericho for like 90% of the match. And like, he was selling all his moves and all that stuff. So like, I was surprised. And even the dude from Private Party, I forgot his name already, but uh, what's it called? He did the Codebreaker at one point too. And uh, I was like, damn, he's even stealing his moves. <laughs> but uh, I, see, I see what you mean, though. And supposedly, I think they're still, like, kind of early on, too. I don't think that they're, like, uh, as seasoned of vets as the hybrid two are. But still, I want them to do something else other than what they're doing. Like, they haven't really highlighted them as much. Like, uh, they kind of did stuff on being the elite. One time, it was kind of funny. They were doing this dance-off thing with uh, John Silver. And I swear, John Silver is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, every time he does something, he sits there and he's like, Johnny Hungy! Like, on being the elite, it's so fucking stupid. 
but like his his comedy that goes with uh Brody Lee is just fucking funny as shit. But uh they did this thing where Jack Evans did like his breakdancing moves and then they're like, "Oh yeah, John Silver won." <laughs> it was just stupid. But uh <clears throat> but what's it called? Yeah, like it was a cool match, but like I, I think it could have been better. I think that's the main thing. And hopefully with this FTR tag belt thing, hopefully they give chances to other groups and like really trying to like put over some of the other groups. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I still think that they have one of the best tag scenes right now anyway, especially if they do Miro and Kip Sabian together too. Well, I think they've got a match next week, right? Yeah, probably. I think that's what I know. And then after this match... They had, I think, the Young Bucks did a promo, didn't they? Bef- um, there was kind of like a little thing. promo right. before Best Friends came out and cut a promo. Over oh yeah, the- hold on. Was it? Oh yeah, it was like right after. Yeah, it was kind of where they, they kicked the, see- they super kicked the screen exactly. or something. Yeah, they. I don't know exactly what they're trying to do with them. It's like I know that they're trying to do a slow burn for FTR going against the Young Bucks. I think that they're really, really trying to tease the fuck out of that match because so many people wanted it for a long time. Mm. So I think they're really, really trying to go slow as shit with it. But I don't understand why they're like, uh, oh, yeah, that's what I forgot. that They kind of showed on, uh, maybe it was being the elite. They showed where uh, either that or last week's uh, episode of AEW, but... uh, they were showing like how they were in PWG where they were just when they were in the bullet club and they were just super kicking everybody really essentially that's what it was they were just beating up everybody and they're like we got to go back to what was working before we were being too nice so I think they're still being cheered right now but uh, it still doesn't make sense to me all that much but it's just kind of funny how they're giving shit to FTR though but by far, the whole weenie joke was pretty funny. <laughs> like how the best friends came out and there was just pictures of FTR as weenies or hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, that, oh, was, that funny. was funny. That's why I said that. That was hilarious the, that when they came out after that video. Then they cut the promo saying they would be the number one contenders and uh, fi- uh, yeah. facing FTR next week. Um and I definitely that that fucking next week show sounds like it's. Oh, I know the anniversary fuck. show. That's what I was saying. I mean, and they kind of laid it in pretty nice this week and how they did it. That that's the main thing that I think of that AEW does so much better than WWE at is that they really kind of give you a big show feel for AEW, like because they do Fighter Fest and they did uh. What was it? I'm trying to think of the other ones that they were just doing as regular shows, but they did Fighter Fest. Oh, yeah, maybe it was Fight for the Fallen. Then they did both of those where they're kind of like they they consider them as like pay per views, but they are on dynamite instead. Well, I thought it was interesting so how they, they did last that- year with the uh Jericho's cruise. They did they they did it live on dynamite, remember uh, where they were filming yeah. it from the cruise ship yeah so i think they'll do that again yeah, next october when they have that again yeah i definitely think that they are going to do and that the, yeah it would make and it's the main thing that would make sense yeah anyway. and then after that that promo with ftr and best friends and mjf is it mjf uh, that yeah, promo showed about MJF Chris t- jericho yeah and of course they're trying I think they're just trying to build up, like uh, MJF eventually. Like uh, it seems Are they like building MJF up when Chris Jericho faced her. Because they either that or like MJF is going to kick him out of the inner circle and take it over. I don't know exactly what's going like because the way that it's showing, it seems like it's eventually going to be. Chris Jericho versus MJ. Yeah, that's what it does seem like to me, especially when we get near the end. But, you know, then 
after this promo, I think they had more videos that we talked about about Jericho's thirty yeah. year thing. And this was the Kevin Smith yeah. one and the Gene Simmons one, the Shaq and all that. Which I mean it makes sense anyway, but I was just surprised that they ended up well, having yeah, so many fucking. That one was on the there. one with Shaq and Gene Simmons and Don Callis, Lars Ulrich and DDP were in this. Oh one. yeah, Don Callis was yeah. one of them. I think Don Callis is one of the guys for impact too, I think. I think it's Don Callis and then it's Scott DM Moore or something like that. I think those are the two guys in charge of Impact right now. I think. I could be wrong. But uh yeah, so like I I, I thought Then after that was, was the then, best uh, match of the night. Yeah, the Don Callis yeah, match. Brody Lee and Cody. I definitely did not see this fucking coming. Well, I didn't see both of them getting <laughs> like, cut up. And I honestly didn't see yeah. Cody winning the match. That's, I know, right? I was like, I thought that Brody Lee was, wasn't going to squash him, right? Especially the way that it was showing, like, Cody beating the shit out of him for a lot of the match. Like, him choking him with the uh, the chain and all that stuff. It looked like they almost uh, botched a few times, but it's mostly because dealing with a fucking chain in the ring, doing your regular moves with the chain involved could probably well, if you end screw up badly. You could mess somebody up royally after that. Yeah, which what, uh, which is pretty much what happened on NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Ridge Holland destroyed his leg. I'm like yeah, they were. I just saw that he he tried to catch Oni Lorcan or something, and then his like leg uh, landed wrong or something. But they I just saw that like they he fucked up his calf his knee, and something else. Like, he fucked up, like, three damn things in his leg. So he's pretty much out for, like, probably nine months or something like that. He's going to be out for a while. But uh, definitely, and definitely this is going to be a good, like, uh, definitely the best match of the night. I was so surprised. But, I mean, that's why I think that Brody Lee uh, is eventually going to go against either Moxley or whoever. You know, like he's gonna go for the title, whoever has the title at one point, just because they're doing what WWE should have done with him. But I mean, I, I definitely did not see Cody winning. That. No, but I also <laughs> didn't. Like I said, I'm not used to because WWE doesn't really like blood all that much. I wasn't expecting, you know. Well, first Cody got cut, but then. Brody got cut, and it was worse than Cody's. It was yeah, like Jesus. Brody had it all <laughs> like over He was face. like, he was, was like, like red instead of white. It was, it was crazy. But yeah, that was easily the best match. And then, of course, the setup yeah. at the end where they, you know, who's gonna face him next week is gonna be uh, Orange Cassidy. And then a fucking Orange Cassidy, of course. I don't think or and there ain't no way Orange Cassidy's gonna win, but that's gonna be a hell of a match though. They are trying their best to try to get him over as shit. I mean he's, well, he's got over the weirdest the freaking all uh, the people wrestling with the hands in the pockets. I'm like I, I well, don't know how what, you <laughs> like, <laughs> it's gonna be awkward that's what as I'm shit. Saying. The, it's like for him to wrestle for one and that, two to wrestle against him. Well, that's the one thing that I love about Orange Cassidy, right? Is that it was like, you have to try, uh, like, he really puts in the work when he has to. Like, the match when he went against Pac or Pac or whatever, like, where, like, at one point he was doing the pocket thing, and then eventually he had to stop and then just go and wreck him at one point. But, like, that match is going to be awesome. Especially, I just like the... Like, even off of, uh, what was it, last week's match where um, Orange Cassidy went against 10, I think it was. One of the guys from the Dark Order. And Dark Order was joking around and grabbed his hands. And he was like, yeah, let's put him in there. (laughs) Like, put him in his pockets. And then he was like... And then he smacked him or something. I forgot what. I just thought it was kind of funny. I de- that's why I definitely think that the reason why his stuff's working is because he's the only one mm. doing it. Like, the only person doing, like, a lazy sloth gimmick where it's like he just can't be. 
If anybody uh, has the antithesis of meh, that would be Orange Cassidy. <laughs> like, because he's just like, I don't give a shit, whatever. And then only whenever somebody really pisses him off, he starts beating shit and mm-hmm. beating people up. And especially like, I think he has a better Superman punch than Roman, mm-hmm. which is weird. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm definitely psyched for that. And then well, I then there was, was the uh, talk about the uh, tournament, yeah. like you were talking about, the and then they interviewed right? Kenny Omega yeah. because Hangman Page was added to it, and, you know, their tag yeah. team partners. And, and but you know what? Kenny yeah. Omega, and I wanted to talk about this. Why does Kenny Omega always sound like either he's drunk or he's, when he talks, he sounds like a little kid? It's really weird when he's talking in a promo. I just, I don't know how to explain it, but. When he talks, he doesn't. The way he talks is just not. It's odd to me, and I can't really pinpoint yeah. how it's odd. But it's not like I guess it, maybe it's not normal wrestler promo ish. I don't know how to. I think that's one reason why, like, he gets so much shit for. I'm like, maybe it's like that because I can see what you mean. Because, like, I've never thought that, like, he's done super great promos. I think maybe when he was in Bullet Club, he was doing decent ones. Especially when he, like, got rid of AJ. That yeah, I think it's because he, he just talks like a normal person and his voice is kind of... Yeah. I his think voice that's... is kind of not deep. So it... It, it just sounds... Yeah, I think that's it just really sounds it odd is. when I he talks. I don't know. I can't explain it. It just doesn't come off as being, ooh, a wrestler's cutting a promo. It's like a dude's just talking about stuff. Yeah, it's different from, like, if you hear Eddie Kingston's or Or even, like, Moxley. Like, Moxley's got, like, a raspiness yeah. to his delivery. Or Lance Archer, yeah. even, or some of these guys, they have a a raspiness to their delivery and most wrestlers seem to have that and Kenny to me doesn't it's just like he's just talking like normal yeah but, yeah I can see what you mean because I always end up thinking that too kind of like it just sounds like he's like I don't talking, care who but I, do, I don't care uh, if it's a tag team uh, I don't I care do blah like blah how, blah I'll take out anybody you know yeah okay but you know that they are building up to Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. Oh, yeah. They're, They've been building on that it's for a gonna long be them time. In the I... Final. Yeah. I definitely think that this is what's going to happen. They're going to be in the finals. Hangman's going to lose to Kenny. And then Kenny is going to go to double or nothing or whatever the next pay-per-view is. And he's going to go against John Moxley. And he's going to go after for the title. And I think... Whatever the next pay per view after that is, is Hangman's gonna beat Kenny mm-hmm. for the title. Like I think that's what they're trying to build up because that's the only thing. Either that, or they're gonna have Hangman beat Kenny, and then he's gonna beat Mox mm-hmm. for the championship. Because it's been about a year, and it was like when uh, what's it called, Chris Jericho beat him. So it makes sense if they went through this long booking and then did that. And then he could, uh, and then Kenny Omega could turn on Hangman and do the same thing that Mox did to him at at Double or Nothing or whatever and like beat him up. And then it builds up a feud between them. I definitely, I think that's like my main, like, favorite feud out of this whole thing is them going against each other. Especially on being the elite, like the promo that Hangman cut, he sat there and he was like, he was sitting there and he's like, dude, uh, because Brandon Cutler was a dude that I guess when they were on the indies that he was like a dude that just worked hard. So eventually when they got AEW, they just hired him like, like right away. So they're building his up. Where it was like kind of like their story for him is that it's because he's had a losing streak of like 20 matches or 25 or Mm -hmm. something like that right now. 
So it seems to I'm like so during the promo, he's only like sitting there trying to talk about the Young Bucks, how like he uh threw the match for the Young Bucks so they didn't go against FTR, so it wouldn't be FTR uh Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks, right? So they've been mad at him the whole time. So he sits there and he's like, uh, talking about the Young Bucks would go out to see their mat, uh, see his match. And he's like, Yeah, but would they be your second though? Would they come out to the ring and try to help you, uh, the whole time and this and that? And he's like, It, it might be like that, but you, and you'll see when the chips are down that they will do what they want or something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing really, but like the promo was just super cool. And I was like, that's something that they could perfectly do on dynamite. And that's one thing that I think I love about hangman page is that his promo style is like very like kind of like how his character is. Like, it seems like he's just, he just likes doing cowboy shit. So he talks like that. That's why I think it's different for like him and Kenny. As Kenny, it sounds like he's just being himself, especially now. And then Hangman, it just feels like it's right for me whenever he gets upset because he feels like he's like the third wheel out yeah. of all of them, where all of them have had like so much uh, greatness out of it, like title belts and all this stuff. And he's had tag belts. I think it's mostly tag belts. And maybe like a mid card belt, he's never really held a top title, so I think that's why it's like him having a chip on his shoulder the whole time. So that's why I think this whole feud works for him. Yeah. <laughs> it just so like he could finally get his win. <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely intrigued for that. And then I guess after that, yeah, which that was a deep, right? crap match. It was. Well, I mean, I'm like Big Swole. I'm like, uh, and Serena Deeb, it seems like, all right. But, like, I think they build her up more than she is, right? Because she didn't do a whole lot when she was in WWE, right? She wasn't like how uh, Trish Stratus was and all them. So, like, I don't see why they're like, oh, yeah, she's an absolute legend and this and that. I was like, the only thing that she I really remember her from is the CM Punk uh, Straight Edge Society thing where she shaved her head. And that's really it. And the Mae Young Classic, but that was really it. So I don't see why they say like she's as great as when she, she is. wasn't that great last night, I can tell you that. Almost That's where I almost said, oh, I'll fast forward through this match. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, but it was also quick. It was only like ten minutes. Um, yeah, like, it wasn't only, very only long. Ten minutes. I mean, because then after that, but but I mean, like I knew it was gonna. Uh, no, it's fine. It was. Oh, it's, it you knew it would be very long. For one, by the time this match came on, you knew there was still the main event plus, you know, and there was only what twenty five minutes left in the show or something like that. I think when this match started, so you knew it wasn't going to be very long. Mm-hmm. And then I also told you the the main event wasn't going to be crazy long. Well, I figured that they were going to be mostly talking about Chris Jericho's yeah. achievements yeah. and stuff rather yeah, than and then, anything so else. So when that ended, you know, when that match ended, then uh, John Moxley's promo was shown to to uh, yeah. go against yeah oh, to yeah, go against Lance Archer's promo when... from the beginning to set up their match for next week. I thought it was, and like I said, yeah, and that, man, yeah, and like I said, cool. I, that promo was pretty good too because he was in the bar and just talking, and then he he took the shot and left. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And then, yeah, that's one thing that I love about what Mox is doing in AEW more than when he was in WWE is that it, he feels more like. Uh, not so in, unhinged, but like a dude that doesn't really give a fuck. Well, and this <laughs> one actually fits more about to me who he is. Like, if you ever watched any of the in WWE when they would just be talking to him as a person, or even if you saw him in Total Divas, this is kind of to me who John Moxley really is in real life. 
Like he's probably not much yeah. different than that. And yeah, probably. That's why it's always like that, that they talk about like how uh, certain great ones were always like themselves just turned up mm-hmm. to eleven or whatever, where they're just. And it it makes sense anyway. All the people that were just hugely like themselves, like uh, what's it called, Stone Cold and The Rock and stuff like that, they were like they always did super well just because they were being by themselves. Yeah. Even with Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan's shit is exactly who he is. He just turns it up crazier when he was a heel when he was doing the, the uh, recycling uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, yeah. yeah, that thing, yeah, where he even yeah. changed the belt and all that shit. Oh, yeah, you know, he does. Oh, he, he does. If you ever watched the Total Divas, yeah, it was a big thing that they would compost their own crap at, at, at home. And, anyways, but, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, put, put it into perspective how good next week's gonna be um oh yeah that whole show is gonna be pretty stacked anyway lord man but i mean that's why i keep on seeing stuff where they're talking about their uh shows and it's like all like good matches every time or like stuff where i'm like think seeing potential Mm -hmm. in the matches right like because i like big swole and obviously they would like big swole too and I don't know if you know that that's Cedric Alexander's girlfriend or wife. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Whatever. Yeah, that's why she ends up every once in a while if you're on Twitter or some shit. Like when she was talking about uh, <laughs> this was the main funny thing that she said right after Cedric turned to the hurt business. She's like, he could hurt my business <laughs> anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. But, like, that's why I like Big Swole, and I definitely could see them trying to do something mm-hmm. with the title with her. They need to do something with the freaking belt, though, like the female's belt. Yeah. They need to do something with that. They haven't really done much with it as no. far as I've seen. But, uh, but yeah. Well, after the, the Moxley promo, is, that's when they had know? more vids, right? So they had the Lance Storm, and this is when Kevin oh, Smith yeah. was there. Eli Roth and then uh, oh, yeah, Fluffy, yeah. I call him. But Gabriel Iglesias and uh, oh, Chavo yeah. Guerrero Jr., which I, I thought that was interesting that they were like in the same clip. And then, like you said before, Steel Panther and Ultimo Dragon. But then Paul Stanley <laughs> rounded it out. Um, yeah. I, I I could see Paul Stanley is probably more of a nicer person than Gene. Well, yeah, even is. what he said was. <laughs> I mean, I remember there was something Gene Simmons said about being on his back or something like that. He said some weird statement about yeah. Jericho. Yeah, he was like, "You spent like thirty years on it yeah. on your back or something like that. It's quite of a accomplishment yeah. or some shit." That's why I was like, "Damn." Even still, you're still being a yeah. dick. What are you doing? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, then it was the the main event, which, um, which was Jericho and Hager against uh, Chaos Project, which is was it Luther and Serpentico? But Luther looks yeah. like a damn Uncle. Like Fester I don't know me. how. Who the yeah, hell is he? Because he looks so, like but, old and, and he kept on hyping doesn't up. Say can do much because like when he did that freaking uh moonsault or whatever it was off the rope it looked like he kind of just flopped into a flip like <laughs> yeah well they were talking about that and they wrestled each other like years prior or something like that probably like on the indies or something before like uh maybe new japan or something but i don't remember ever seeing luther so it had to be on places that didn't film. Yeah, because right? I was like, "Who the hell or at is least this?" And, um, because I've seen him a little bit. There, they were kind of teasing him with who was it? I think it was Jimmy Havoc at one point. I think they were trying to do something with him and Jimmy and Jimmy Havoc because they're both like deathmatch guys, supposedly. Or Luther is kind of like the twisted guy, but Jimmy Havoc's always like a deathmatch person. But uh. So, 
that was the main thing, but I didn't realize that he wrestled like Chris Jericho and a bunch of other people anyway. Like, because I never saw him anywhere, like yeah. Ring of Honor or nothing. So that's what I'm saying. I, I, I didn't think that he was a thing. And then Serpentico, I think I saw him at, at a few other places. I don't remember for sure. It's kind of funny because they even have his mask in 2K20. I thought his entrance was maybe cool, 2K19. like the Spider-Man shit that shot out of his hands. It was like webbing or something. Yeah, yeah that's why. That's why I'm wondering if they did the Chaos Project one because they were kind of like showing like 30 years and they went to somebody that wrestled him like ages ago. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. But they also did like last week's thing where they they did something with Luther where uh, it was during the private party one. Where at one point they threw him over the ramp, uh, the ramp or something like that, and eventually Luther punched him or something, and then eventually him and Jake Hager just beat the shit out of Luther and Serpentico, really, and then that's what built up for this match. But like I figured it was gonna be a squash match. You think for the thirtieth anniversary thing that they were gonna, have, you know, Chris Jericho loses match, you know, like before his like main thing. Uh, but I thought uh, I thought it was funny after he beat him because it seemed like he put um, put a lot of like he beat up like, Chris Jericho a lot. Yeah, surprising. Yeah, I before, expected like, he this hit him to be a squash effect. match, honestly, and it lasted a lot longer than I thought it was going to. Yeah. So especially with how much time was left at the end of the day after the videos and the Moxley promo and stuff, I'm like, well, you knew it wasn't going to last very long, but it still went longer than I thought it was going to. Especially considering how bad the wrestling yeah. was to me from Luther. Well, that, that that flop over the when he did that moonsault on everybody, and it looked like he kind of just uh, yeah. he didn't even jump off the ropes. He kind of just fell off of them. <laughs> flop, but yeah, yeah. So, um, I've noticed that certain guys just do not do a great moonsault, and then they keep on highlighting <laughs> their moonsault every time. Yeah, and then he like, used what, the, doing, what was man? it called? The Judas no, elbow? What is it called? The, the it, Judas it's the effect? Judas okay, effect, yeah. I think, is the name of it. They even put that in 2K22. So you could use that as like one of your moves. Which It seems kind of funny that they do that. It's like same with Orange Cassidy's move, the little the flop off okay. of the top rope. They kind of just like, and where he just falls down on the person. But uh, anyway, going off on a tangent. But then eventually, uh, of course, Chris Jericho came out, kind of did kind of a face turn. Well, that's what I thought until he. Because he was like, thank you to you guys. Well, yeah, when he uh, got the gift of the clown from MJF. And he then he busted the picture yeah. over him. I, I mean, thought he was gonna flip, and then he high fived MJF after that. I was like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it seems like it seems like Chris Jericho's doing the long, and like he could see what MJF is doing. I think that's what he's uh, why he's not showing like that it's bothering him. Kind well, that's of. what's like throwing me off a little bit because he's not really reacting to it. So it's like, well, what is, what, what are they trying to get at? Yeah. Because he reacted at first, but then he changed the reaction. So it really doesn't look like it's, uh, that's why I'm wondering if they're trying to do a long thing with it where he's just like oh okay I'll play with this you know like I'll mess with you because of whatever it was like last week's AEW where he was sitting there and he's like hey do you want to join the uh, inner circle and he's like do you want me to join the inner circle Mm -hmm. and they kept going back and forth seems like they just want to like build up stuff between them and they want to do a slow burn so it's like it's like Chris Jericho's like, hey, I've been doing this for 30 years. I know when somebody's trying to fuck with me and try and trying yeah. to take over my position or something, you know. And but they haven't really went forth through that and like did and did all that stuff yet. 
that's one thing that I like about AEW too is that they do a lot of slow burning stuff. That they don't they don't do a lot of stuff where it's like super quick. I mean, they well, do so far one thing like, that, that is like different that I can say is that I don't see like the nuts. same thing over and over again. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like some, like it. It seems fresher than WWE is right now. I mean, when I watched Raw like this past Monday, which I haven't done in like ages, uh, there was some good stuff on it that didn't seem like same old, same old WWE. But like every time, whenever I watch AEW, especially lately, like if I watch uh, one of the pay per views or something like that, every time it's like it makes sense why these feuds are happening, like how uh, how the animosity is happening between these certain guys, you know, mm-hmm. like all this stuff makes sense. Like in and some of the stuff, and, and they build it up where it's not just like after one week where they're like, oh, Randy Orton's going to take you out and he's going to hit you in the face and give you a dislocated jaw. And then two weeks later, hey, I'm fine again. You know, even though that a dislocated jaw, you probably uh, be back from like after like six months or something. I think that's what uh, I can't remember their names now, but one of the dudes from FTR had. I think he had a dislocated so. jaw, right? Like, but like it took him like eight months to repair it or something like that. But anyway, that's me going on to semantics. Anyway, so. I'm definitely intrigued with uh, next week's episode, too. So, But anyway, I guess I might as well end it while we're doing this stuff. My, uh, so, if you like any of our stuff, you can go to the Heart of Geek pretty much everywhere. Like Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, and then Twitch is just Heart of Geek. So if you guys, and especially if you guys want us to check out any other pay-per-views and stuff, you guys could just comment or and just tell uh, hit us up on our Facebook page or wherever, like, any of our socials are. And uh, I think the next episode will probably be, like, I don't know, maybe, like, Saturday or Sunday or something like that. I have no idea Is when. this the but, uh, we're going to be doing? And then otherwise, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because I've been thinking about doing that one for a while anyway. So, <laughs> But uh, what's it called? If you like any of this stuff, yeah, then hopefully you guys keep on listening. If you, Especially if you made it near the end. <laughs> so for that, um, I guess we will talk to you in the next podcast. Bye. All right. Bye, people.